Welcome to Finest Work Songs. My name is Matt. My name is also Matt. Matt, before we jump into another classic album, sure. got any updates for us? Actually, I do. Um, things these days can be tough. You yeah. know, there's conflict going on mm. all over the world. Gas prices are historically high. Mm-hmm. And when you get to like our age, there are few good surprises in life you know, anymore. <laughs> it's always nice when something kind of falls in your lap and it just gives you hope and it gives you something to look forward to. And, and I got an email like that yesterday oh, I want to share with you. Yeah, that's nice. Um, it's from Arby's. <laughs> and uh it says get ready and it's got two siren emojis which that's good oh. yeah uh we've got a juicy secret it says something big is coming to arby's they're gonna let us know what's really in the beef <laughs> yeah that's right something big is coming to arby's they can't let the cat out of the bag yet well they didn't say cat oh. you know, so don't, don't, don't do, yeah that was me extrapolating but on monday may 23rd it says All we can say is it's an announcement worthy of our reputation and a first for Arby's. What do you think that is? Oh, man. By the time this podcast We will will have found out. We'll be living in a new world. Birds will be chirping. Yeah. Um, Or not. Or not. It may be that chicken serving bird. Man, what do you think it is? Are they going hamburger? Are they dropping the roast beef? Like, what could it be? It's a bit bold statement. Yeah. I'm just really honored I was on that list to get that announcement. No, I didn't get it. Hey, I know people. Yeah, you do. The new sauce for the roast beef. I hope beef. it's not just something dumb like that. <laughs> they introduce like their own wacky Mountain Dew flavor. Right. Yeah. I want it to be like a foot long hot dog, <laughs> but the hot dog is just rolled up fulls of beef. <laughs> <laughs> they just start shaping things with beef. What if you ordered like an ice cream cone? Like the... Uh, soft serve? Yeah, the soft serve, yeah. but it's just like... Just beef. Just beef just rolled. Pressed beef just yeah. coming out of a soft serve machine. Maybe that's what it is. It's You serve your own. You do the soft <laughs> serve and the beef comes out on, into your hand. Gosh. You're like, thank you. We can hope. I'm dying to know what it is. I know. I know. Where did so, the name Arby's come from? So, oh. RB. RB. Roast beef. Roast beef. There you go. I'm pretty sure that is the first time that I've realized that. I realized that about two months ago. <laughs> So, yeah, don't feel bad. Wow. You find us work fans, you come to this show for scintillating, in-depth music talk. That's right. And you get fast food restaurant tips. Stay for the beef. Yeah, you are welcome. Thanks to our sponsor, Beef. You're welcome. We do talk music here. Yeah, occasionally. At Finest Work Songs. But before we do that, we like to spend a little time with you, the fans. We have such good fans. We have such good listeners. We love getting emails from Finest Work fans. Occasionally, we like to read some of them on a little segment we call Kenny Gmail. This Kenny Gmail comes from MalloryDirect at Yahoo.com. And Mallory writes, great work. This is the kind of info that are supposed to be shared around the net. Disgrace on Google for now not positioning this published upper. Come on over and consult with my site. Thanks. And what is her site? Her site is... (laughs) iFashionStyles.com. Oh, again? Not FashionStyles.com. I thought, Have I, we done iFashionStyles? Is it like I, eyes I, and eyeball? I. Just the letter I. Okay. <laughs> okay. Under lifestyle. Oh, cool hobbies to try with your boyfriend. Oh. Let's see what they got here. Okay, that should be good. Is that like puzzles? Model airplanes? Uh, why not join a gym together? Sure. Get a golfing buddy. It says sometimes playing badly and having fun and games on the course is all it takes to rekindle your spark. Oh. Mmm. Beer. <laughs> is, that, is beer a hobby? Apparently. Mm. You like beer. He likes beer. What's the problem? Sounds like a win-win to me. Oh gosh. 
play rock guitar. Come on, boys love pretending they are a rock star. We haven't had as much time with each other as we'd like to with you know kids in life, but how about we do some rock guitar together? <laughs> <laughs> hey, babe, I was thinking of, you know, we could, mmm, beer. <laughs> Thanks, Mallory. Thank you, Mallory. <laughs> this Kenny G mail is in relation to our Bob Dylan Blood on the Tracks epipod with our resident Bob Dylan expert, Dwayne Davis. Yeah, let's see what they have to say about Bob Dylan. This comes from kareen.quilty at gmail.com. I think Dwayne will be able to help us with this one. We might have to get him to write in a little bit later, but it says, you are looking for free backlinks and you came to the right place. We offering you a free trial to try out our link building service. This can be used to link out to your website, inner page, Google map, to any link you want to help power up and get more relevance to. Free test here. So it's really okay. nice. Bob Dylan does stay relevant. Sure. Sounds like maybe he's been building links on his inner page. Maybe so. Man, yeah. His inner page, his Google map, because I bet he probably wants like a real time map of where he where is. Where he is, <laughs> to, so people know where he is at all times. <laughs> you just watch this little dot wandering a street, <laughs> just like the time he got arrested for appearing homeless. <laughs> yeah, right. Bobby D. Building some backlinks. All right. I don't know what backlinks are, but I think it might be like you're trying to get people to your website yeah. from other ways it's not clickbait but it's kind of like plans for the summer you click this and then it ends up getting you back to so yeah i guess it is clickbait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> saying it out loud so there you go thanks to everyone who sends in emails to us we, you know, we can't answer them all but we do our best and and keep them coming and just love engaging with the fans so if you have a kenny gmail you'd like send it to us at finestworksongs at gmail.com before we get started, we always like to begin with our memories. Matt, what is your memory of David Bowie? Probably my earliest memory is going back to MTV and videos for you know, Modern Love. I remember seeing that one. And then uh, I remember the David Bowie, Mick Jagger, Dancing in the Street video, <laughs> yeah. which is one of the best videos of all time, yeah. especially when someone did the quote-unquote vocals-only version a few years ago yeah if y'all haven't seen that first of all watch the video if yeah you haven't seen watch the it. video first watch but the real video watch the vocals only i don't have like deep-seated memories of david bowie but can't get away from david bowie and you can't escape the genius of what all he was able to produce yeah. so diving into this album this week has been a lot of fun for me because it's, it's like listening to a band for the first time in a lot of mm -hmm. ways for me so it's been fun what about you what's your memory of david bowie Matt, i grew up on a farm don't know if you knew that. I did not. My dad raised pigs. Okay. There was a litter of piglets, and my dad let me keep the runt. Okay. To, ra <laughs> to raise it. Sure. <laughs> and I, I treated him like a pet, and I named him Wilbur. Oh. But then my pet was sold to my uncle for slaughter one mm. day. But I would go visit. Every day I'd go take care of the pig. My uncle let me do that. The other barn animals didn't really take to him, mm. and so he was lonely. Was he a bit of an asshole? <laughs> He was the annoying guy. Yeah. He'd see the cows. He'd be like, hey, man, milking hard or hardly milking. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> he'd see, you know. <laughs> he'd, he'd do the whole, like, hey, zippers down. He'd look down and boink. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. This pig was always walking around. Strutting around. Strutting around. He's like being like, hey, you got tickets to the gun show. Or, you know, <laughs> he was like a bro pig. <laughs> but he did find a friend. Okay. A patient barn spider. Tail as old as time. He finds out he's going to be slaughtered and doesn't want to die. And so the spider begins to help him. Okay. And she writes messages mm. in the webs. And like a crazy uncle writing messages on the webs. 
You won't believe what the deep state's not telling you. <laughs> she was going to write a message, you know. Mm-hmm. So he's like, why don't you write shots on me? <laughs> and she's like, no, I don't think that's going to be. He's like, yeah. won't you put like, what's up? You know, she's like, man. Uh, that's not going to endear you to yeah. people or anyone. She's like, I was thinking more something like mysterious. Mm-hmm. And so she wrote some pig. The farmer comes out, drops his pail. Yep. What the heck? It's like some alien spider mm-hmm. from Mars mm-hmm. is like come down and writing messages. The pig was like, bro, <laughs> speaking of spiders from Mars, have you heard <laughs> David Bowie's backing band spiders from Mars on the album Ziggy Stardust? And the farmer was like, you could talk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all this time. But then, you know, my uncle got really into Bowie. He was farming, but he'd paint the lightning bolt on his face. Sure. And, yeah. yeah. All glammed out. <laughs> put glitter all over his body he played that album and that's how i got into it what i never understood about that story mm-hmm. i mean about your story right. sorry yeah yeah did no one think that pig's okay that spider is pretty freaking remarkable <laughs> <laughs> that's like everybody being like we gotta meet this billy jean yeah right. <laughs> sure that's a fine song but where's billy jean man? <laughs> right <laughs> no but seriously my bowie memories like yours, mm-hmm. early 80s Bowie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Later, you find out how cool he is. Right. At the time, he's just dancing in the street. Giant suits and mm-hmm. David Byrne looking kind of yeah. outfits. Yeah. And... This album for me was a COVID album. Okay. During that crazy time that we're kind of still in. But... You're like, the world's going to end. Yeah. Well, I need something to relate to. Uh, maybe some alien rock star can come cure all this come COVID. Save us. Yeah. I'm excited to talk about it. Nice. Very good. Well, let's jump in. The rise and fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars begins with five years. It takes a little bit to get going, Mm -hmm. so we're going to jump to the best part, which is really when he gets to sing in the chorus. We got five years. That's what the alien has come down to tell us. We got five years left and he's going to save the day. The clock is ticking. Really cool uh, opening to a concept album. Yep. It's slow, mm-hmm. slowly builds to this. What we heard there is him screaming. Early on, as, as I've listened to five years, it really reminds me from the chord structure and the kind of sparsity of the piano mm-hmm. early on of God by John Lennon. I hadn't really thought about it until now, but you've got a song by Lennon about God, and he's got quite a few songs of wondering and doubting 
And then you've got this David Bowie song about mm. the world going to end and there's this alien god is coming to save the world. That's um, cool. I had not made that connection. But also hearing God, it, you hear that chord progression. Mm-hmm. It sounds like every other late 50s doo-wop. And there's a lot of that in Ziggy Stardust. That also shows the brilliance of people like Lennon and Bowie is they mm-hmm. take this chord structure and when you hear it, you don't think like, oh, this is some generic. Yeah. Oh, it's been done. The same building blocks that everybody else, but they make really beautiful songs. Okay. What is the earth going to die of? Does it tell us? I don't know if we ever really find out, do we? Apocalypse? Maybe that's not the important part of it. It's how people deal with it. I mean, it's the story of Ziggy Stardust. Right. His rise and fall. Yep. I love the part we played towards the end where mm-hmm. he's screaming it. He's screaming I mean, it. you could hear the passion. And his voice cracks a little bit. The producer, Ken Scott, said that Bowie was often a one or two takes. He'd set the levels and then mm-hmm. go. He said that this was a one take. Wow. That even at the end of it, he was like tears rolling down his face and as he's screaming. Wow. People don't understand, man. You know, like how a singer on an album like this could go in and just nail it. Right. He's like the Whitney Houston of <laughs> glam. <laughs> That's right. I won't say like this is to me one of the great album openers of all time, nah. but what it does is it sets the stage for the story. If I remember correctly, at least the first part of five days is kind of from the perspective of a child hearing the news. Mm-hmm. The world's going to end. We've got five years. This is from an interview in 1973 okay. from Rolling Stone. Bowie says, Ziggy was in a rock and roll band and the kids no longer want rock and roll. There's no electricity to play it. Ziggy's advisor tells him to collect news and sing it because there is no news. So Ziggy does this, and there's terrible news. Oh, thanks, David. That really yeah. clears up everything. Yeah. Now it's all oh my God. crystal clear. <laughs> there's always impending doom art. Yep. We really came into that with all the zombie stuff. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess you're right. Like yeah, that's and the apocalypse. Peak zombie era. Kids, we didn't have all that apocalyptic stuff. No. Growing up, we didn't have the zombie stuff. I think with like zombies recently, this must have been kind of a an underlying fear or thought at one point as well, because well, there's at least one other science fiction apocalyptic concept album that I know of. Mm-hmm. That's uh, Mark Cohn's debut album. He's he's like Ziggy. I've been searching like everybody else. Walking in Memphis, <laughs> oh like just avoiding the zombies. Yeah, just, you know, trying to get away from zombies and aliens. You yeah, know? We get it, Mark. Yeah, Cohen. we get it, Mark. The goat. <laughs> no, but like Rush 2112 is a science fiction uh, kind of go. apocalyptic concept album. So it was just, oh my gosh, I wonder what it was about it the 70s, science fiction and aliens. And then you move ahead to like the 2000s and it's zombies. It seemed early on the threat was coming from outside. Yeah. They're exploring space and it becomes reality. And so then they start to think about like, well, what's out there? What's and what out could there? be coming in? And then the pessimism that arises and stays with us turns into, well, we're going to do this to ourselves. So then what does that look like? And if you listen to what Bowie says in that interview, it's it's a little bit of both. It's an alien kind of outsider coming to save it, but it's, you know, we've done it to ourselves. Yeah. The environment, apparently. Mm -hmm. Even though there's a lot of talk about global warming and everything, like all the literature and stuff seems to be more, and the movies seem to be more some disease Mm -hmm. that results in zombies. I actually really enjoy post-apocalyptic books mm-hmm. and movies and everything my favorite one is dog stars okay and around the same time i read station 11 have you read or watched the series i'm not you've told me about it but I'm not. yeah i love dog stars so much that i forgot station 11 you mm-hmm. know and this was like mm-hmm. seven years ago but then i watched the series and y'all it's on hbo max it okay. is incredible it's nice. one of the 
my favorite things that I've watched in a long time. Okay. It's beautiful. So that's right. So you I'm, 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 right I'm writing down. Write it down. Because when I told you before, you didn't take me serious. So. <laughs> oh, okay. You just wrote the word asshole. <laughs> Great. But yeah, that post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. stuff is pretty fascinating. It's a fear that man has had since the beginning of time, probably. How would I react? How would I react? That's right. We've talked about Red Dawn growing up. That's why we were obsessed with it, is you think, what would I do Mm -hmm. from that point on? No matter what school you're in or university, if you're an 80s kid like us, you knew where you would go (laughs) when the Russians came. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. All right. Let's keep going with this post-apocalyptic. Rock opera. Yeah. (laughs) Next song, track two, Soul Love. How much you love saxophone and songs? I really do. Oh man, there you go, man. That's David Bowie that's playing Bowie the sax. On sax. I had no idea. That's awesome. I like to imagine like a documentary about Bowie, and they're showing his early years, <laughs> early '60s, and it's doo-wop yep. type band, yeah. and he's there with the saxophone, but he's dressed like Ziggy Stardust. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I like to think about the scene in Anchorman. David Bowie is out like at his favorite restaurant. <laughs> the the, the maitre d' is like, come on, Mr. Bowie, get up and play us something. Yeah. Oh, I, just, I can't. He pulls, he pulls a sax out, out of his, his dress. <laughs> out of his star suit. Yeah. And just wails on it. Aside from Starman, this might be my favorite on the album. Yeah, okay. I really like it. That bass line is like Stand By Me. Oh, yeah. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. You think Bowie, weird and innovative, and he is. Yeah. But... So far, we've got really common song structures, Mm -hmm. which again, I'm saying not like, oh, look what we missed. It is, that's how brilliant it is to take simple things and make something really innovative. You think Bowie, you think weird, you think experimenting and layers and it's him and like four dudes making all this. Yeah. I mean, it's just a band. There's not a complex 47 people. It's just his band. The Spiders from Mars, drummer Mick Woodmansey and his drumming is incredible on this album he has also played with art garfunkel oh well john oates was busy so he had to (laughs) sign someone else (laughs) that's our drummer bassist trevor boulder he was in a band with mark ronson the Mm -hmm. guitarist Mm -hmm. called 
The Rats. Ooh, that's a good early rock band name. Yeah, it is. Uh, he played with Uriah Heep. Okay. What did they sing? I don't know, but uh, that's one of those bands that, like you hear about yeah, all like, the time. I know that name, but it's yeah. like, what do they sing? Let's look it up. Top song they have here. I don't know this one. I don't know that one either. Let's check out the next one. Easy Living. Now we know Uriah Heep. Yeah. Now you, Finest Work fans, know Uriah Heep, too. <laughs> Finally, we got Mick Ronson, who played with Lou Reed, including Walk on the Wild Side. These memorable riffs mm-hmm. are all Mick Ronson. All right, so that's his band. That's Those it. Those dudes and Bowie. And mm-hmm. Bowie writes the songs, and they came up with parts. So it wasn't even like Bowie coming in there being like, you're going to play this beat, yeah. you're going to do that. Like, That's brilliant. Yeah. I didn't realize until a few years ago, too, that his birth name is David Jones. And so he couldn't, when he was getting into show business, there was already a David Jones, a Davy Jones, Davey if you will. Jones. Yeah. These things kind of jumped out at me this week. I mean, even on Soul Love, mm-hmm. there are parts of Bowie's voice that sound like Davy Jones of the Monkees. And it's not just because they're both British. The tenor of their voices, <laughs> some of the pronunciations they make are very similar to me. But I'm a big Monkees fan, but I still yeah. think it's funny that like... David Bowie had to be like, oh, I guess I can't use my, my real name. There's already a Davy Jones out yeah. there. You know? Speaking of the monkeys, he compared Ziggy Stardust to the monkeys. Really? Yeah. He said that, way? that it's a persona. Mm-hmm. Did you know the monkeys were called the Prefab Four? I did. Oh, of course you did. did but he that. said he felt that the Prefab Four were lacking compared to his creation. Ouch. Shots fired. Boom. He felt that Ziggy Stardust was more credible than the monkeys i know he's right when you think about just the way critics and artists are perceived over time yeah ziggy stardust definitely more credible than the monkeys yeah i can't argue with that he probably felt like it was more pure artistic right. than yeah you know the a band put together for aspect. a tv show yeah yeah so that's bowie that's ziggy that's the band all right we're skipping moon inch daydream and getting down to i'd say the feature of the album yeah Starman. didn't know what time it was Starman is one of those songs that probably everyone knows that chorus and yeah. has heard that chorus and it's 
probably been used in countless commercials mm. and it was a song I, I didn't know that well or mm-hmm. really listen to i knew the chorus it's a chorus that you hear one time and it's so catchy and you, you never forget it and yeah ziggy stardust has always been in my mind this really weird far out theory and album and creative piece but as we've said before like at its heart it's kind of all packaged around like 50s rock and roll that's what they were brought up on it's their dna and Mm -hmm. music and so when he's even talking about you know let all the children boogie you know to me that's like (laughs) such an old-fashioned kind of thing yeah but it speaks to looking at this concept of the world ending through the lens of like kids how would you react as a kid and then you know children being the future and that sort of thing i Um, believe the children are the future matt really how can we make sure that they help us it's easy you just teach them well okay right and then okay. you've got to step back you got to okay. let them lead the way. Oh, God, yeah. that's really hard it is hard but it's really our duty to show them some of not really all of mm-hmm. the beauty mm. that they possess not our beauty not ours no it's not about that's us, really hard it's about that's the children tough. they have it inside mm-hmm. okay and we're to show it to them god that was beautiful Anyway, back to Bowie. Matt, speaking of kind of the chords and simplicity mm-hmm. of it, did you know he based the chorus of this on a famous song? The melody of the chorus? Yeah, the melody okay. of the chorus. No, Matt, this, the lyrics. He stole the, the chorus <laughs> from someone else. Here's the melody of the chorus. Now keep that in mind. Okay. And listen to this. <laughs> yes. God, I hear it. Hear it? It's obvious. It's Oh my gosh. Thing. No, for real though. You got the melody of the chorus. Don't need to play it again? Nope. It's it's locked in. All right. This is what he based it on. Baby, I've been searching (laughs) like everybody else. Yes. Oh, sorry. That's just just the goat. Just kidding. I mean, every chorus from henceforth has been based on that. Everybody's chasing that true companion. They are chasing that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Okay. Here we go. Yeah, I mean, it's... Isn't that cool? That's amazing. Well, they both do that Mm. octave jump. Yeah. One author says that whereas Over the Rainbow used its cathartic rise to introduce a refrain that was emotionally and melodically expansive, Mm -hmm. that leap in Starman was followed by a more uncertain melody reflecting his character's innate lack of confidence hmm. so that's kind of cool because it does yeah. it's a little like wobbly it's, it's a little clunky in a cool yeah. way yeah but it doesn't stay in this like super major mm-hmm. predictable right yeah you're right melody as soon as you started playing that i was like yep there it is all right so there was a performance top of the pops mm-hmm. in 1972 where he played Starman. so he played it as ziggy stardust yeah, the whole Ziggy Stardust thing. Okay. It says that many musicians or groups were called seeing this performance, and it was like life-changing. Mm. It, was, it was like a Beatles mm-hmm. on Ed Sullivan, mm-hmm. but for musicians. Right. Here are people who cite this as being really okay. influential. That performance on Top of the Pops. Boy George, Adam Ant, Mick Jones, <laughs> Morrissey, mm-hmm. and Johnny Marr, mm-hmm. Susie Sue, mm-hmm. John Taylor and Nick Rhodes of Duran Duran, Depeche Mode, and Noel Gallagher. You list all those musicians... And completely makes sense yeah. in all different ways. I mean, you've got the glam and glitz, Duran Duran. You've got the sort of moodiness and... and Robert Smith. Robert, I mean, it's... Yeah, he says that everyone of my age remembers the time he played Starman on Top of the Pops. Bono, 
He said, it was like a creature falling from the sky. <laughs> Americans put a man on the moon. We had our own British guy from space with an Irish mother. Okay, thanks, no, Bono. Not really pertinent to the no, but story, but thanks. Throw it in there. Bono's like, somebody went to Harvard. You always know he's from Ireland. <laughs> I was saying earlier that I don't have this great encyclopedia of Bowie mm-hmm. knowledge and experience, but again, like Dylan, you see his influence and you hear his influence everywhere. Starman recently i've been hearing it every time i go to the movies because it's in the trailer for the new buzz lightyear movie uh that's it which i'm excited to see that oh that'll be good and now kids are just like like my kids when this song comes on they're gonna have a complete rebirth of it they grew up on toy story yeah big time then there's this movie taking something that was childlike and and expanding it to Mm. a more adult approach I don't know what that would be like for us. I mean, I remember when I was a little kid and there was the Porky's cartoon. <laughs> and then they made the, the, the live movie. action yeah. Porky's. Just brought the universe to life. The oh. Porky's universe. Oh, man. That was amazing. Gosh. Porky's. Get out of here, 80s. <laughs> but I wonder if they'll start doing that with other kids' cartoons. Mm-hmm. You know, like Finding Nemo. And they mm-hmm. have like a... They're grown up. And Nemo's like smoking. He's got a tattoo. It's like living in a basement apartment <laughs> in the bronx yeah trying to start a band when i saw that Starman trailer i was like that's cool you know we're gonna see that and then i thought oh man is this gonna lead to more things like this it could if it's successful it will yeah all right next we're gonna hear ziggy stardust is this all the young dudes As good as Starman is, this is probably the biggest song from this album, right? I mean, this is the one that I tend to still hear. Maybe it's because of that guitar riff. But this was never a single. It was never a single? It was never a single, and yet it's ranked 277 on Rolling Stone's list of the 500 greatest songs. Oh, you know who else recorded this, Matt? Who? Let's see if you can figure out who this is. Pay close attention. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Singing Darius. I love doing that. Honestly, too. like, I wonder if it was Hootie. 
Did you? Like I thought, okay, is that, this Hootie? That chord structure feels like He's a- got a distinctive voice, for sure. So Ziggy Stardust was inspired by a couple things. One is an English singer named Vince Taylor. Mm-hmm. Bowie met him after the guy had a breakdown. He believed himself to be a cross between a god and an alien. Sure, yeah. yeah. So there is an influence from the legendary Stardust Cowboy. Oh, Oh, my God. What on earth? Okay. All right. Said that this guy is Norman Odom, the legendary Stardust Cowboy. I can see why he's legendary. Said that he is one of the pioneers of the genre, Psychobilly. (laughs) Man, that's crazy. That is crazy. I can't imagine... And everybody has their own thing, so I get it. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine going like, I'm going to go listen to this for an hour and a half. Matt, guess who was playing drums? You're not going to know. <laughs> Nobody would guess. <laughs> Thanks, this. I appreciate your uh, lack of confidence in me. T-Bone Burnett. Really? Yeah. Wow. So that's T-Bone Burnett on drums. I wonder if T-Bone was just like, what am I doing with my life? I wonder if T-Bone was producing Shania Twain and was like, <laughs> I'm trying to chase that legendary Stardust <laughs> cowboy vibe. <laughs> Are we ever going to review Shania Twain? Are we going to do some Garth Brooks? At least one. Or or Chris Gaines, either way. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's a (laughs) (laughs) toss-up. Oh, gosh. Uh, It says, in 1973, NASA used that song to wake up members of its space crew. The crew was allegedly so distracted from the shock over the course of the day that NASA forbade the use of the song for that purpose ever again. (laughs) They banned the song from space. (laughs) <laughs> pretty ironic i mean you've got this legendary stardust cowboy that's his name yeah so he gets banned from being played in space and then ziggy stardust is a song about a guy who comes from space mind blown people <laughs> man we need a palate cleanser we're gonna go to track 10 suffragette city Another one of those Bowie songs that is in the ether. And does it fit the narrative of the concept album? I don't think so. Yeah, I know not every song is part of the the story, if you will. But according to Ken Scott, the producer, Mm -hmm. he had a Chuck Berry song and the label said we need a hit. And so he wrote Starman. So Starman almost wasn't on the album. Right. Ken Scott said that without Starman, it's not a concept album. Mm -hmm. It would not have been read that way, which is hard to believe because of the earlier tracks. Right, right. The track Ziggy Stardust and Lady (laughs) Stardust. Yeah. Interesting. How about this? He tried to give it to Mott the Hoople. Mm. provided that they don't break up and they refused but they took his song all the young dudes interesting i didn't know he wrote all the young dudes 
I don't think I knew that either, but it completely makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's got that feel to it. I don't like this song. You don't like... You I've know, never... Yeah, there's is something... Is it the Hey Man? The Hey Man kind of I think it me is. a little bit. It feels like a just kind of a generic 70s song. I could see that. Me. I think the album needs a little bit of pep here and there. Mm-hmm. So it's, I, I like it for that reason. Yeah. For sure. No, that makes sense. All right, let's talk about Ken Scott. Okay. Producer. He was at Abbey Road, worked his way up to be an engineer on Hey Jude, Hello mm-hmm. Goodbye, I'm the Walrus, and on and on. Worked with Pink Floyd, Procol Harum, mm-hmm. which... I don't know they ever had an album. I just know... The one song? One song. That's a hell of a song. Yeah. He worked with George Harrison on All Things Must Pass. Wow. Give Peace a Chance. He said initially that he didn't think Bowie had it. Really? And it was only when he brought demos... You know, he's having a conversation with Bowie and said, I want to move into producing. And Bowie said, well, I was going to self-produce, but maybe you could come and join me. Which, an album like this, you got four dudes creating this mm-hmm. epic music. You got to give him credit for yeah. the production on it. So the album comes out, and then yep. for a while there, he performed it as Ziggy Stardust. Mm-hmm. I guess at some point he just retires the character. And, and the band, apparently. That's interesting. All right, we've come to that point. We challenge one another. If you had to remove a song, which one would it be? So, Matt, what's David Bowie going to do? Oh, my gosh. David Bowie's going to show up with a saxophone <laughs> and just sit near you while you're trying to work and just, just play sax. Just play sax. Yeah, <laughs> if you don't remove a song from the rise and fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. If you had to, Matt, which one would it be? Early on, I would have said it ain't easy because it's the one song on the album that Bowie didn't write. Mm-hmm. That's grown on me, and I, I kind of dig that song. For me, it would be, even though it would kind of change the narrative a little bit, it would be Lady Stardust. And he was all right. The band was all together. Yes, he was all right. The song went on forever. Yes, he was yeah, all that- Musically, you call it that bridge, that little coda part there. Mm-hmm. That's Billy Joel. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh my gosh. The That's beach. the thing about <laughs> the beach. That's the thing about Bowie. I mean, yeah. you can't put him in a box musically, any style. I mean, normally that's cool, but in, in this point, Lady Stardust just too much reminds me of Billy Joel. Yeah. There are good Billy Joel songs, but that one, too much, too yeah, much. It gets you. Yeah. What about you? What song would you remove? I would remove It Ain't Easy. Before I knew it wasn't his song, mm-hmm. it just bugged me. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. chorus right there. Right. But then when I find out that it's not contributing to the concept of the album, it's like kind of country. Don't dig it. When I was reading through the track listing before I really listened to it, and I saw there was a cover song of It Ain't Easy. Mm-hmm. I had in my mind like the one, I think Ringo does a easy or It Ain't Easy. Yeah. Or Don't Come Easy. Um, it's not easy being Ringo. It's not easy being It's a Ringo. cover of It's Not Easy Being Green. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I guess his song is yeah, Don't Come Easy. I would have preferred that because it's kind of a catchy song, but I can totally see where, like I said, that was one I thought about removing. Now it's time for your senior quote. Your senior year, your yearbook picture's there, and you get a few lines to leave a legacy. Mm, the students who come after you, yeah. they're peering through the yearbook. Oh, what kind of wisdom and It's wisdom, knowledge. it's sass, yep. inside joke, 
Mm-hmm. It could be a myriad of things. So Matt, from this album, what would your senior quote be? From Ziggy Stardust, my senior quote would be from the song Star, because mm-hmm. again, I'm thinking about it from the point of view of I'm 18, I'm leaving high school, I've got big dreams, yeah, I've got big hopes. These lines, I could fall asleep at night as a rock and roll star. I could fall in love all right as a rock and roll star. There you go. That was pretty true for me at you know, high school senior. I'm thinking like, uh, maybe I'll pursue this music thing at some point and be a rock and roll star yeah. someday. So, Dreams. Yeah. You and Stan. Chasing that dream. Mm-hmm. And here we are. What about you? What's your senior quote? From soul love. Oh, yeah. I'm going the deep philosophical musings of an 18-year-old yep. who's about to go blow everyone's mind. Already knows and, everything, but yeah. he's going to know even more. So from soul love, all I have is my love of loving and love is not loving. Oof, Think on deep. that. Oh, man. Any time to process that. Right? That's true. (laughs) All right. Happy 50th birthday to Ziggy Stardust. Came out around this time 50 years ago. He's aged as well. Way to go, Bowie. Yeah, good job, Bowie. As always, you can engage with us on social media, whether it's Twitter and Instagram at Finest Work Songs or on Facebook. Check out our website, finestworksongs.com. And send us an email, finestworksongs at gmail.com. And who knows, maybe we'll read one of your emails in a future King Gmail. We've only got a few more epipods That's right. the end of season six. Y'all know what that means. That means listener's choice is coming. Mm-hmm. We'll give you more details soon. Until our next epipod, we're going to leave you with another great Bowie song. Our theme song is by the incredible band Medium Heat. This track is called Radio, and you should check them out at mediumheat.bandcamp.com. And check out any upcoming shows if you are in the Raleigh area. They are on Facebook at Medium Heat Music. Oh,